It's Sabotage right here on your classic metal show from the Edge of Thorns release. That is the title track. And just before that, we heard our good friends Red Rain with Not That Way. And our good friends Red Rain are down in uh, South or North Carolina tonight in Asheville playing with uh, Y&T. And I guess they're uh, going over to Charleston, South Carolina on Monday to play with Tesla. Oh, very cool. Yeah. What so. are they? Are they Tesla's permanent opening band? Well, now you know what? what? I was talking to Sammy uh, today, as a matter of fact, and he said he thinks this is going to be the last uh, run with Tesla that they do. Okay. And he says because um, he says, you know, a couple years ago when they started getting uh, on the Tesla bill, it mm-hmm. was sort of a exclusive thing to where, you know, you had to kind of jump through hoops to be able to you know, go out with Tesla, he says, but Tesla has now kind of lowered the bar and anyone who pays the money can open for Tesla now. And it's just, <laughs> he says, it's just not, you know, it, it's just not, uh, um, gaining them anything by, you know, yeah. consistently playing with Tesla. Yeah. Well, I get that too. You know, I mean, Tesla's at the end of their rope, so they're finishing it up. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Jesus, who wants to go and tour with them on that shitbag shock? Ugh. What an awful record. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, they're, they're looking to expand their, um, fan base by maybe, you know, trying to get on various shows, All right. you know, but Tesla, you know, has allowed them to get out there and, you know, play in front of their audience. So, uh, but you know, again, uh, red rain, and this is the whole shitty thing about the music business is. You know, they don't get paid. They they have to buy onto these shows. And uh, so, you know, it's coming out of their own pockets to, to go travel, play, and, uh, you know, hopefully sell a couple of shirts. Yeah, and I got news for you. It costs a whole lot more than these overpriced concert tickets to get on the shows. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> so you want to answer a question from the chat room? Yeah, go right ahead. It was sent to me, but I think we can both answer it. Um, PC in the chat room says, ever been starstruck? I guess anyone you've interviewed and sat there going, holy shit, am I really doing this? You ever been starstruck with anybody? I'm trying to think if that's actually happened or not. I know I was nervous when I interviewed Dio the first time. Yeah, let me see. Starstruck. Uh... Why well, I, I gotta say I I have never been starstruck. I I think I think my reaction to meeting some people or you know getting an opportunity to interview them I I I think wow this is cool. But I'm not to the point to where it's just like I'm just in awe here. Yeah. So, I was. It wasn't an interview, but I when Dio introduced me to Jimmy Page. That was a that was a pretty holy shit yeah, moment. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, if I met Jimmy Page or Robert Plant or somebody like that, I think I would probably be you know pretty holy shit. That's a holy shit moment for sure. But I've never met anybody on that caliber. No, uh, I uh, he was one. I would say the not necessarily meeting him because I'd already met him before, but the experience that I had with Metallica. Where I got to beat on Lars's drums. Yeah, at that show at the you know at Soundcheck, that was definitely a holy shit moment. You know, being up on their stage with James Hetfield and you know and and Newstead and and Kirk. You know, that was that was definitely like whoa! <laughs> I can't believe I'm here. Yeah, 
you know, but yeah, I don't know for interviews. I don't, not really, because I don't know with interviews, you got a job to do and you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I love doing big interviews, but not as much. Truthfully, I like doing little interviews much better than big ones. I don't like some of my worst interviews were like Vinnie Paul or Rob Halford or whatever. Cause they just, you know, they've done it so long and they play the game and I mean, Halford's pretty cool, but, but at the same time he's playing the game, you know, he, he doesn't give controversial answers. No, really. they, they've got their answers down pat already. So, yeah. so, you know, they may reformulate their answer, but it's really the same answer. Yeah. They know how to, how to, you know, shuck and jive you out of into believing that they answered your question without saying anything that's fucking offensive. And, you know, um, have I interviewed geezer? Yes, I have several times. I've, I've interviewed geezer. I interviewed yeah. geezer for metal sludge. Geezer was good. He's a good interview. Good guy. Um, Tony Iommi was kind of an oh shit moment when I met him. That was definitely a, you know, anybody with black Sabbath was, was a big, was an oh shit moment to me. You know, Geezer, Iomi, even Ozzy, although it was kind of weird when I met him, you know, that and I've told that story about backstage. Yeah. Vinnie Paul introduced me to him and, you know, that was kind of a weird, it was weird, but it was, it was still cool that I met Ozzy. So, you know, I, there's a few, but I don't think anything, I don't think I've ever, other than Paige, Paige was the one where I literally was stumbling over myself to get an autograph. <laughs> sure. I was, I, I mean, my autograph is on the back of a Dio ticket because that's what I had. You know, I didn't have any inkling at all. I was going to meet Jimmy page and, and I was like, Oh, could you sign this for me? Mr. Page? And I called him Mr. Page, Mr. Page. What a, what a fucking fag. You know, I did. I was like, could you sign this for me? Mr. Page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was cool. I mean, he was, he was just minding his own business sitting at a table hanging out and he was cool. You know, I, I think part of it is we've had me and you both have had unique experiences, which have taken some of that. Oh shit stuff away. Yeah. Oh, you know, like, like I, and you saw this when I think, I mean, I don't remember if you were at the table or, but I know you were at the meet and greet. You remember when, when I had dinner with iron maiden. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and we had ribs and I sat at the table with, with Iron Maiden and Rod Smallwood <laughs> eating ribs and just bullshitting with them. And, and I mean, I think before that moment, I would have been like, Oh my God, I'm meeting Iron Maiden. <laughs> but my first ever time to meet them was literally sitting at a table with them eating dinner, you know, which, which really kind of took the, it took the, Oh shitness out of not only Iron Maiden, but a lot of other bands that were, you know, Iron Maiden's pretty, pretty high up the ladder, you know, and, and obviously some of the stuff that I got to do with Pantera, you know, really took the, the shock and awe out of, out of the bigger metal bands as well. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I've, and I don't think I've ever was wired that way. You know, even as a little kid, uh, you know, I've told the stories before about, I got to meet a lot of bands cause my mom worked for Belkin productions or did banking for Belkin productions. So I got to meet a lot of bands when I was a kid, you know, as nine, 10, 12, 13, 14 years old to where it wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting Don <laughs> Dawkins. You know, it, it really kind of took that out of me, you know, 
when you're nine years old meeting Captain and Tennille and, you know, you just saw them two weeks ago on late night television with your mom or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to say probably the biggest oh shit moment for me. Yeah. Was meeting John Mellencamp. Yeah. That's I, a big. Yeah, I, I got to meet him on the Whenever We Wanted tour back in 1992, I think it was, 92. Okay. And, and uh, this was before he was married to Elaine Irwin, and that uh, Get a Leg Up video was really hot at the moment. Right. And uh, my brother-in-law, who was working at Camelot Music at the time, which is now uh, FYE, uh, right. he, he had a lot of hookups like that. And, um, he took me to Mellon camp at, uh, I believe it was, I believe it was the Coliseum still. Okay. And, uh, we got to go backstage and I got to talk to John Mellon camp for about five minutes by myself. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. And then I got like this group photo, uh, with the group that was with us, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was cool. And, and I got this big, uh, melon camp poster that he signed for me. The, whenever we wanted poster Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I, I have that. It's a big 30, uh, 24 by 36 inch poster and he signed it for me. So I, I have that framed. That's the one regret that I have is all the people that I've met and I really never got very many autographs. I only have all total, maybe, maybe 10. Yeah. I just, I just never was that guy. I never was never, you know, most of the people I met was before cell phones and cameras. And right. Shit, of so course. I really took pictures and, you know, I met so many of these guys and I just never got autographs from any of them. I just was always like, Hey, nice to meet you. Their fucking last album ruled, dude. <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the extent of me. Yeah. I, I get that. And I, I wish I, I wish I would have had more, but that's why most shows I go, I go to now I'll take a photo with somebody. I'll, I'll jump in and take a photo with whoever I'm, I'm hanging with, which is weird because believe it or not last week, I know it's bow, wow, wow. And when in Rome and, and, um, the motels, but I didn't take any photos. Yeah. Weird for me. I usually am fucking as bad as a chick with taking photos. But <laughs> well, take well, even even way back in 89 before I was even, you know, in any kind of entertainment uh, business mm-hmm. and, and meeting my all time childhood hero, evil Knievel, I wasn't even nervous meeting him. Yeah. You know, I, I was in that, I've told the story about how I was at the after jump party that, right. uh, for Robbie Knievel. And when I was in the, uh, um, you know, the, the ballroom or what do you want to call it? And there was an empty chair next to Evil Knievel. I just walked up and sat down next to him and just started talking to him like we were old pals or something. You're probably more nervous sneaking back there than you were. I was, absolutely. <laughs> and and he was he he was just as cool as could be, you know, and it was like this is Evil Knievel. This is this is the guy I watched on Wide World of Sports all my life. <laughs> making oh, yeah. all these jumps and here I am sitting right next to him just having a chit chat with him. Yeah. You know who I was a little bit nervous to meet, but it was it was the circumstance as well as the personality. Uh, I mean, and, and I will be fair and admit it was partly the personality, but it was also the environment was when I met uh, Paul Stanley. You know, but it was because Randy had snuck us backstage. Yeah, people! <laughs> yeah, people! But, but Randy had snuck us backstage. And I knew we weren't supposed to be back there. 
And then we ran into Paul Stanley and it was like, oh, fuck, we're meeting Paul Stanley. You know, so that was like, oh, my God, am I going to get kicked out before this fucking show <laughs> even starts? And, you know, stupid Randy, he's, he's pushing a cart around like he's supposed to, you know, like he works there. Yeah. And I'm just walking with him. Yeah, he's a roadie. <laughs> but, and, and Randy always had the, the, what do you call it, the laminates. Yeah. But they weren't like real laminates. They were like laminates to the liquor and poker Wicked Heart Tour. <laughs> You know, they weren't to kiss. They were to his bullshit. Yeah, but nobody bothered to check. No one checked. <laughs> Meanwhile, if you, if they would have checked, they would have seen it was backstage pass to Ron's Crossroads. Right, of course. <laughs> you know, it was like nothing. <laughs> Hail and kill, Collar. You're on the air. Hey, what's up, guys? John and CMS Steph. And CMS Steph is a little <laughs> bit drunk. No, Oh, she sounds it. All right, what's going on? Well, we just went to a, it was our second Valentine's Day uh, fucking date. We went to a haunted house tonight. But uh, A haunted house? Apparently, yeah. In February? Okay, so down in Akron, yeah. It was uh, down in Akron, they have the, the haunted schoolhouse and laboratory. I worked there once. And it's like this, you worked at, really? Uh, yep. In my, in my senior year in high school, I worked at the haunted schoolhouse. Really? Dude, I've been there so many years. No shit. Wow. I thought I thought you only ever roadied for docking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But no, we had to call it. Uh, uh, Steph is a little bit inebriated, so. Why? You know, you guys were talking about meeting rock stars and stuff, so she started talking about, uh, was it last week or the week before, when you hung out with a Bow Wow Wow, and, uh, you know. So she said, you should call in. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. No, I did not say that. That's exactly oh, what you said. All right, ladies. All right. Thanks so much for calling, John, Steph. And great hearing from you. Look, Steph did have something to say that actually would add to the show. Oh, right. Well, let's let's put her on. Do it. She's right here. Well, you've you got a worldwide audience, so step it up. Let's go. What do you want, Stephanie? Go in. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You was really. All right, it's a pleasure. Talk to you later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a player, I guess. <laughs> and that's the kind of fun entertainment you'll hear in two weeks when you're off in docking land. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, me, John, and Stephanie—that's the kind of entertainment we're going to bring you in a couple of weeks, right? Well, by the way, did you put post that thing I asked you to post? What did you ask me to post? I guess you didn't get my email. What did you ask me to post? I asked you to post a, 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 I need a copy. If anybody out there has a copy of the Dokken 45 single hard rock woman. Did you not get my email? I did not see that at all. No, I sent you an email with photos and shit. Ask you to post it out on our social media sites. I did not see that. Oh. I'm looking now, but I don't see that. Send it to my main email or to, to your Chris CMS Aiken. Team? Yeah, Chris Aiken at uh, Aiken IT. Okay. Send it on uh, Friday. I new music for the week. Stuff I sent you. Some texts that me and you had. 
Um, shit, the last email, the last actual email I have from you is February 6th. Yeah, I sent it to you. It says, please post to our social media sites. Went off into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I did not receive. Probably in your spam folder or something. It's gone because I empty that every day. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, since we're live and I'm, I'll send this email so you can post it out there. Okay. Anyway, but anyway, I need a copy. If somebody out in our audience has a copy of the, uh, Dokken hard rock woman, uh, 45 and they're willing to sell it, uh, let me know. Or if you don't want to, if you have a copy, but don't want to sell it, but you're willing to lend it out for a short period of time, uh, I need a copy of that. All right. So I will, I will resend this, uh, to you again, since you ignore my emails. I'm ignoring it. I didn't get it. (laughs) Yeah. You just deleted it. That's what I did. All right. I, I just sent it again. So. So, uh, let me know if you receive that. All right. Anyway, go ahead. There it is. I got it. All right. Well, anyway, if anybody in our audience has that and they want to sell it, uh, let me know what you want for it. If you don't want to sell it, uh, make arrangements to get, get you some kind of collateral if you let us borrow it. But the record needs to be in good enough condition on, uh, the both A and B sides uh, to, uh, play. It needs to be playable and there's a reason for it. So just DJing a show. No, no, no. It's, it's for a reason. Just don't ask a lot of questions. It's something I, it's something I got to do. Something you have to do. Well, it's something I, I am trying to do. How's that? All right. So mysterious. It is. It is. So, yeah, contact contact me, request at theclassicmetalshow.com if you have a copy of it, and uh, Chris will post that out there. So, anyway, that, that's all I have for that. All right, I'm putting it out there right now. All right. Uh, so, we got a, we got an email uh, that are that basically is one of our fans shaking their finger at you and me. Ooh. Okay. About to get scolded, huh? Yes, we're going to be scolded, but we'll take okay. a phone call first here. Hey, oh, somebody hung up. All right, here we go. Time for the Classic Metal Show to start. Begging for email. What the hell is email? Death sent me an email. Well, when you figure it out, email me. And here's your loser beggars, Neely and Chris. You've got mail. All right. Well, we got an email from a, a fan. Okay. Who did not particularly like your uh, description of your activities last week. Uh, okay. Driving, driving drunk. Okay. Chris, this is from Alex. Okay. I have no Facebook or a Twitter, so... This is all I have to reach out to you and tell you. Okay, fair enough. Go ahead. Please reconsider, brother. You've got a big heart and lots of good in you. You didn't come back from the dead to be a, 
a drunk or a sex addict. Being a drunk driver is not fucking cool, man. Okay. You can kill yourself and someone else along with you. Someone else's mom, dad, or kid. Please Mm -hmm. think about it. You know you can do anything you want to. Choose better. Stop feeding the dark side of you, man. Choose life. Kill no one. Hurt no one. And Neely, go fuck yourself, brother. Stop being an enabler. Be a true friend to Chris. Oh, yeah. the An interview with Davey Vane would be cool. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hand job and, and suck a bloody dick. Wow. Well, let's see. First of all, we have interviewed Davey Vane. There's that. Yes, we have. So that's out there. And as far as, as, as drunk driving one, I wasn't driving last week. So that's the first thing. Secondly, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck you. Just avoid me. Anything of that. I'm selfish. I'm going to do selfish things. Fuck off. And I don't have that, that nice of a heart. I really don't ha- don't like people that much. Yeah. I kill somebody on my way out. So be it. Stop being a sex addict too. Why? Why should I stop that? Because that's the dark side of you, man. What? I don't want to be a fucking Bible-toting Christian thumper. Fuck you. I love porn. I love pussy. Sorry. I do. So so you basically got a finger shaking in your face and asking you to change your ways, and I got to fuck you for being your enabler, supposedly. Yeah, whatever. First of all, nobody enables me. There's nobody telling me to stop doing a fucking thing. There's not. I dumped that or got that dumped out of me fucking seven years ago when she left. There ain't nothing going to stop me from doing whatever I say. The last thing that's going to stop me is Neely saying, that's a bad thing to do. Don't do it. <laughs> Since when have I been your enabler? Never. Probably because you didn't. Probably because you hear some of the shit that I do and you're not like, dude, you got to fucking stop that, man. That's dangerous. Well, you know, the thing is, is, is I have a libertarian side in me. That's just like, go right ahead. Do what you want to do. Make your own decisions. You're a big boy. You're 50 years old. What the fuck? What am I going to do? Yeah. And and would I listen? No, you know me 20 years. Would I fucking listen to anybody telling me anything? Dude, you're a half century old. What am I going to do to tell you to quit? Stop that. Stop looking at porn. Fuck it. Stop, look stop your porn. drinking, you you drunkard. I've admitted this several times on the show. I am an aholic. And that's everything. That's sex, booze, food, work, drugs, all of it. I love all of it. And I'm not trying to be a hundred. I've said that on the show a million times too. You know, just because you think that you have to live to be 90 years old, I don't. I don't have to live till tomorrow. I've already done everything that I want to do in life. I'm giving you the benefit of my greatness. So <laughs> shut up and listen to it. Enjoy it for as long as I let you have it. And when, when Neely comes on here and says that this is the last show ever because I've died, don't be upset. Don't sit there and say, well, Chris was an asshole and he should have tried to live. Just say, thank you for the years you've given me. Right dead body that's laying it and don't be and don't try any of that bullshit do not call into neely and fucking start with the with the you know what he earned his wings and he's up in heaven jamming with dime fuck you fuck off
None of that shit. I'll just be a dead bag of meat somewhere in some locker somewhere. That's what I'll be. I don't know anybody a fucking thing. So shut up. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll take that message back to Alex. All right. There you go, Alex. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Try and stop me. <laughs> All right. Well, since we were talking about the whole okay boomer thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's a new development. University of Oklahoma students and staff in an uproar after a journalism professor compared okay boomer to using the n-word <laughs> and then he wonders why he's fired right <laughs> what an ass a journalism professor said okay boomer is equally as insulting as the n-word okay the professor uh actually used the racial slur during during his discussion Mm-hmm. So he said it out loud. Yeah. You know, calling someone boomer is just as bad as saying nigger. Oh, my God. I'm leaving the show now. <laughs> I can't have those words. And what I'm offended by is boomer, not the other one. <laughs> Students apparently walked out of the class and they expressed their concerns to the administrator. Yeah. Students and staff at the University of Oklahoma condemned a journalism professor who said, okay, boomer was just as offensive as the N-word. Peter Grade, the endowed chair of the Gaylord School of Journalism, the Gaylord School of Journalism. The Gaylord School, that's a big one, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Gaylord School. At the, at the University of Oklahoma, used the racial slur... In a capstone class saying it was just as offensive as the phrase, okay, boomer. And, and why is he such a pussy that, that that either word would bother him? I don't know the answer. Why in the world do, do words bother anybody? Well, he's in, he's in journalism. Words have power. No, they don't. You give them power. Ultimately, they have no power until you give them power. Stop talking sense, will you? Sorry. Just the way it is. No words mean anything. <laughs> Just don't mean shit. Unless you, unless you empower them. If somebody calls you stupid, you know, does stupid mean the same as nigger now? Because that could hurt somebody else's feeling? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, interim President Joseph Haraz issued a statement calling Gade's words fundamentally offensive and oh, wrong. Shut up. shut up. Haraz added that Gade was in a position of authority and his use of the most offensive word. Yeah, boomer. <laughs> hurt and minimized those in the classroom and beyond. How many people do you have in the classroom that were over 50? And beyond. And beyond. Wow. Were they were a bunch of old people in the hallways? Oh my God. He said, he said the B word. Gabe did not respond to insiders' requests for comment. Students also condemned Gabe's statement. Uh, Jane uh, Reeves told the Daily that she is one of just three black students in Gabe's class and is unsure if she wants to return to the class. Hmm. 
Reeves told the Daily that Gade's comments were shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Outrage, shocking. And she said that the class was talking about an unrelated topic when it was said. Yeah, what were they talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, cheesecake is really good. The Cheesecake Factory has really good uh, selections of cheesecake. Hey, did you know Boomer is just as offensive as nigger? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we do trivia. (laughs) Who's teaching that class? Shadow Steel? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The teacher, known as Rusty (laughs) Fenner. All right, I know most of the people in the chat don't get that joke, but that's a damn funny joke. That's a damn funny joke. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Gade was apparently discussing how journalists should stick to their roots despite changing technology when a student replied saying that the journalists should adapt to changes. Gade said... The student's comment was an equivalent to saying, okay, Boomer, to him. So, in other words, instead of writing with uh, burnt sticks on a rock, you should use your computer. (laughs) People in there need to be fucking upset about everything. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You know, they we we used to use a, a, a typewriter when I was a young person. Now you have your iPads and your cell phones. Oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> you should stick to your roots. Yeah. Get in your lane, buddy. Yeah. We used to burn sticks on the edge of sticks, and then we used to scrawl out our thoughts on the rock. It's in the black neighborhoods where you're burning sticks. Right, right? of course. <laughs> Sorry, was that offensive? Did you say there was a fire in the sticks? Is Gary on fire? (laughs) (laughs) Hail and kill, caller. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? It's going. How's it going for you? Hey, what's going on? See, everybody puts the prefix of CMS now. Everybody's a CMS Glenn, CMS Steph, CMS Neely. CMS Aiken. Hey. What's up, CMS? It's all good, Glenn? man. Uh, well, where are you calling from? Chicago. All right. You're right down the street from me. So what's happening in your world? No, I, I wanted to tell you that uh, you could get uh, your docking hard uh, rock gal or whatever. No, hot, hard eBay rock woman. Free. Yeah, I saw that. It was yeah, a, for it was, 300 bucks. Yeah, it was on, a picture uh, disc. Yeah, I saw that yeah. the other day, yeah. Okay. Is that I it? I thought I'd uh, share that. Have I run into you on in the streets of Chicago? Um, no. Are you like me? You never no. go out? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. What what part of the city yeah, so. do, what part of the city do you live in? Uh, Old Town. Old Town. You're up by our good friend Sal. Yeah, I'm friends with Sal. Oh, you're friends with Sal. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, next yeah. next time I come up to Old Town and have a drink, I'll have Sal invite you out. Yeah, no, I just want to say, if you want to go join us, we're going to go see Spread Eagle in Joliet, if you want to go. All right. What a, what a deal. 
Only six hundred dollars. <laughs> Ray West and Company. I thought you liked those guys. I do like Ray oh. West. I do like them. Okay. We're making a joke about the ticket prices. Well, I know, but Joliet, come on. The Forge, it's pretty cheap. Yep. And you can make horseshoes while you wait. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, or you want to see Crocus. Crocus is going there, too. So. Yep. Mark Storacci and company. So I was disappointed you guys didn't go to the... Eddie Trunk uh, Rock Cruise uh, to see Thunder. Yeah. I know you guys are big Thunder fans. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find me on a boat. I'm not spending fifteen hundred. I'm not spending fifteen hundred to see Thunder. Come on, Thunder? Uh, no, fuck that. Fuck that. I got the albums. Good enough. I'm not a big fan of these. I, I mean, I, I I see the Rock Cruises and I see. The degenerates that are on the boat, and I'm like, five days of that? Nah, I think not. We'll stay home. Well, I did it once for my 50th, and it, it was actually a fun time. All right. Well, I guess if you like to drink a lot, I guess it's probably a good time. I do like that. No, and you get to meet, you know, I, I know you guys don't care anymore about meeting the Who could I meet? Artists, Who could but... I have met on this tour? Ron Keel? <laughs> Chips enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying it. Do not eat. What is that sound? Own. Is that a flame of you flaming out on this call? <laughs> Holy smokes, dude! No, stop being so nervous. I'm not flaming out. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> you use your words, put your thoughts together, and say what's on you on your mind. No, it's whatever. It's all good. All right. Well, hail and kill. Hail and kill, uh, hand job. <laughs> Jeez. It's a friend of Sal. Wow. <laughs> Maybe we'll call Sal and have a 20 minute conversation to get the first sentence going. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Come on, dude. Well, you know, any, any, any success, uh, starts with just getting started. I guess. <laughs> Good point, Neely. Good point. <laughs> All right. The first step is always the first one. Uh, all right. Getting back to the story. Yeah. So uh, the viral phrase, okay, boomer, is sometimes used by younger generations to poke fun at the older generation. Oh, my God. Calling someone a boomer is like calling someone an N-word, Gade was quoted as saying. OU Daily reportedly uh, prompted some students to walk out during the class. Gade initially defended his comment and later, he later, exactly. (laughs) Some students uh, spoke to Ed Kelly, the dean of the college, and expressed concern over the statements made. Kelly told the Daily that his office would meet with the students to understand the context of what happened before finding an appropriate solution. Hmm. here's the appropriate solution hey don't say that anymore (laughs) how about this fired so fired (laughs) we already know the solution to this one he already apologized too so he's done right he's toast hey dude what difference does it make i I, we're i guess we were being then 
beyond offensive because we called Martha Davis grandma at the beginning of the show? Is that worse than Boomer? Not really. You know, not my opinion anyway. It's just why can't you just speak freely anymore? Yeah. How about this? If it's not directed directly to you, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Why are you so worried? Yeah. Doesn't matter. Oh no, I'm a boomer. Oh my God. That's horrible. How dare you? Outrage offensive. Yeah. Oh, so terrible. <laughs> Many others took to Twitter. Oh my God. To wow. express their disappointment. Mm, and shock. It was a shock. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that in this day and age, a single word can shock anyone. Hashtag believe it, Neely. <laughs> a group called the Black Emergency Response Team. <laughs> the Emergency Response Team. No, the, the Black Emergency Response Team. Thank God they were available. At the, they break in like a SWAT troop that comes swinging through the window. <laughs> breaking the glass. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're breaking in here. It's like they're, they're armed with. Emergency team, we're in to save you. They're armed with six packs of Colt 45. Get out the handcuffs. Which one is the one that said bigger and boomer? Get your hands up. <laughs> Which one to use the perp? Oh my God. What was it? The black emergency response team? Yes. Is there a white emergency response I, team? I seriously doubt it. Is there a Mexican emergency response team? A black emergency response team. For for a statement. Yes. The black emergency response team. Yes. Get the fuck out of here. At the University of Oklahoma tweeted, oh, they expected full action to be taken. <laughs> well, if the black emergency <laughs> response team responded like that, I would imagine. You, you better take action. I'd, I'd imagine the response was immediate. <sighs> oh, brother. Man, according to his faculty page, Gade had been a faculty member at the university since 1998. He worked at mid-sized papers in New York before and also co-edited several published books. PC, they did not respond with Kool-Aid and menthol cigarettes. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not very politically correct at all, PC. <laughs> Holy so shit. PC. Wow. No Schlitz malt liquor. Come on, Tex. That's not how it went. Oh, my God. Hail and kill, Collie. You're on the air. Not, oh, they're not always late, Bobby. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, hey, it's David from Cincinnati. Hey, what's up? I'm crying. Black emergency response team. That's the four funniest words I've ever heard in a combination put together. The Black Emergency Response Team. Unbelievable. Yeah, they got Colt forty fives in their holster. No, they don't. That's Mace. <laughs> Mace, Neely, jeez. I just bought a Colt forty five today. <laughs> I'm armed with old English, ready for action. <laughs> What's your uniforms? <laughs> they 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 wear dashikis. 
That is so funny. Just because they're wearing bow ties doesn't make them part of the emergency response team. Jeez, Neely. I mean to uh, quote Fred Sanford, duck shakers. (laughs) (laughs) Holy smokes. (laughs) Duck shakers. Duck shakers. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) So, Um, So what's on your mind tonight? Chris, I want to thank you for something. Uh, a couple months ago, you, I took some advice from you through the, what you said. Never apologize to anyone. All right. I've been living that way. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different way to live, and it's great. And no, it's, you know, it's very freeing. Yeah, it's like, who fucking cares? You know? It's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's... I try to spread the word, but no one believes me. It works. Totally works. And nice. well, off welcome. topic. Off topic. Go ahead. No, go go right ahead. It's your show, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours. Um, real, off topic, real quick, if you don't mind. I, I had not listened the last couple of weeks, and I was wondering if you ever did. You guys ever comment about that? Uh, the so-called rape allegations that Jane Lane's widow made. Did you ever talk about that? I don't think we did, did we? No, we didn't talk about it because it was unsubstantiated and it was just sensationalism to get people to buy her book and, you know, I don't know if that happened. This is all hearsay and it was just, you know, uh, just a way of ginning up an opportunity. Oh my God, let, let's buy this tabloid book by Bobby Brown because there's some really savory shit in there, but there was nothing in there. So it's just like, I can't say that that happened. I can't say it didn't happen, but there's no, there's no facts about it. Well, Janie said that he was raped by a metal band. Okay. Well, the bottom right. line, Janie's been dead. What? Nine years? Oh, yeah, almost 10 years already. Almost 10 years, so all right, you know. Let's stop picking the bones of the dead here. Yeah, it, it's yeah, unsubstantiated. I mean, it happened, it didn't happen. Who's going to prove it? I mean, there's, there's no real way to prove it unless there's a video somewhere of it. There's, there's no proof, so, and you at, know. And at this point, what does it matter? Yeah. It doesn't. I just hate it when people talk shit like that about dead people well when when you're out there shilling a book and trying to you know uh make your bones off the 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 dead i mean that's what you do i guess see that broke i guess so Uh, who knows i don't know she yeah but it might change the meaning of i saw red (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right thanks fellas good job (laughs) wow all right so there you go. The, the the so be aware of the black emergency response team. Yeah, please do the black emergency <laughs> response team. Woo, woo, woo. I can see him just driving around in like a Ghostbusters mobile. <laughs> Holy shit! Are you kidding me? Is this what our world is now? We have we literally have racist response teams to. To battle words that yeah. are said at school? I heard they're I heard they're pretty powerful on Twitter. Oh well, in that case. Because they tweeted about it. As long as they have that big Twitter influence. Yeah. Ugh. 
Jeez. What a disaster this next generation is. I know. My They're, God, the Chinese are going to run them over yeah. like fucking, like a, like a squirrel on a street by a, by a, a 18 wheeler. Not, not if the coronavirus kills them all first. Let's hope it kills us all. <clears throat> That'd be good. Yeah. It's done. Just stop civilization. Alan Kill Call, you're on the air. Speaking of Oklahoma, what you guys doing? <laughs> Is this our friend Matt? <laughs> Damn straight. What's up? <laughs> What's well, up Matt? well, Matt, have you been banging any toothless chicks since we talked to you last time? Hell no, man. I've been rocking out like a madman listening to you guys' show tonight. <laughs> are we rocking out tonight or are we just making you laugh? Both. I love you guys played Street Crowd Freedom. That was cool as hell, man. I love Badlands. <laughs> Thanks. You, and you own guns, too. You've made that clear. Well, hell yeah, dude, man. Yeah. Everybody does out here. Yeah, fuck yeah. So what's happening in uh, Broken Arrow tonight? Well, I'm not in Broken Arrow tonight. I was, I was down there last week playing... And I listened to you guys on the way home from the gig. That was cool, but I didn't quite catch you in early enough time to make the call. But wait a minute, did you say yins? Did you say you didn't catch yins? No, no, I just just said I didn't catch you guys in time to call in. You know, hey, he's from Oklahoma, not Pennsylvania. I was gonna say I I thought I heard a yin, and I was gonna hammer him on it. So, So what's on what's on your mind tonight, Matt? I agree with you on the ticket scalper thing and the ticket price thing. It's just outrageous, man. It's like, you know, I have this thing, and it goes, rock and roll used to be about sticking it to the man. Now the man's the only one that could afford to do it anymore, you know? Yeah. That's a pretty long saying, Matt. <laughs> I don't think you could put that on a pillow. Yeah, I don't think that's going to catch on. Sure you could. It depends on if you're good at, you know, if you're good at crocheting, you could. <laughs> <laughs> So so what's the uh what's the latest and the greatest in the conquest of pussy down there? What are you banging today? Dude, I've just been trying to focus on my shit, you know. I mean just trying to get my act together here for the beginning of the year, so I've been like getting my press kit together, sending it all out to all over the place. And and what do you what do you what do you what do you stand to gain from that, from sending out press kits? What 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 are you trying to accomplish? Well, you know, gigs, man. You know, gigs. All right. Is it tough to get gigs there? Well, you know, yes and no. It's just like, I mean, it's a pretty good market still, but, you know, there's only so many places to play, and there's like 10 times the amount of bands who want to do it. So, you know, I go out on the road and play a lot. You know, just I think this year I'm going to try to, like, play further than I've ever played before, you know. I've done like 2,200 shows from Austin to Chicago in 20 years. So this year I want to go west. And so I'm sending shit to, you know, Yellowstone and Seattle and, you know, Idaho. And I'm trying to get to Alaska this year. Wow. Alaska? Jeez. And you're playing what, originals and covers or just originals? I do it all, man. I mean, you know, it's just like, like, I go to Kansas City, got, you know, a bunch of guys to play with, so they'll back me up on a band gig if I need to do it. Maybe it's originals, maybe it's covers, maybe it's a mix of both. 
but you know, I try to like go places where I know people so I can have a have an option. Yeah. But, How like, many people you know in Alaska? There to, <laughs> well, there's like tons of festivals up there. You know, I mean, the sun the sun is up like all night, like from about middle of June to about end of August. I mean, the sun is it's pretty much twilight and it's dark as it gets up there. So those people just party like crazy. There's just a festival in every town in August. So I'm going to try to go up there in August and just play like crazy all over Alaska. Well, it's a good plan, man. Well, they never let the sun go down on you, right, brother? It, it won't go down in August, I'll tell you that. I've been up there before in August, and it's like, right. it's so weird because you're like thinking, hey, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I've got to say, dude, I've talked to about I've talked to about ten thousand bands, and I've never heard the the um, Alaska in August plan. Can't say I've ever heard that one come across. You might be onto something. I mean, I have a friend of mine that went up there last year, and they were like, you know, they had like two days in a, or two weeks in a row up there booked, and then you know, once they get up there, it's like, oh well, we're at this little town festival, and you know, somebody from the next town oversees you. And they're like, hey, come play for us tomorrow afternoon. Can you do that? So they ended up with, like, twice the amount of gigs that they booked once they got up there. Do they get paid? Well, hell or yeah, just... man. I ain't doing this for my health. <laughs> it's all about the music, man. It's all about the music. Hey, and I want to tell you, like, you're trying to think of, like, bands that never changed members. These yeah. pop, man. That's the only one I can think of. That's about it. ZZ Top and you too. Right. That's it. Well, let me right. ask you. Let me ask you, Matt. Have you had any black emergency response team members break in on one of your shows? Look, dude, this is an OSU household. We don't. I don't. I don't acknowledge Oklahoma. You know, OU. This is OSU. Totally different. So I have no idea. My sister went to OU. I went to OSU, and I, I just like. It's a whole different world down there. Yeah, fuck those people. Well, there's all this big rivalry, you know, the Sooners and the Cowboys. The Sooners always got a better football team usually. But there's always, you know, like a bunch of just stupid shit, you know, when, like, they play. Every year they play, you know, big-time bedlam. And, uh, you know, it's like, who cares? I got a call 20 years ago. I just don't, don't care about that anymore. Matt, you don't have the black emergency response team there, but do you have the black emergency response teeth there? Now, I, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Out know, where I live, so. it's, pretty, it's pretty white bread out here, man. They used to have, like, Klan <laughs> rallies out here in the 70s, and so I think all the black people pretty much moved, moved out of here after that started happening. Is the 70s a street number? No, no, it's a decade. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, it's always a pleasure to hear from you, bro. Hey, man, I think you got some downloads. Uh, maybe you play some of my tunes sometime. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to them first, dude. <laughs> All right, Matt, we'll see what we can do. Right on. Take it easy. All right. Hey, kill. Hands up! <laughs> Is Matt living life in Oklahoma? He's living the dream. Yeah, he's he's dodging the black emergency response team everywhere he goes. 
They're hot. I, I get something for the teeth joke. Come on. <laughs> the black, that was pretty good. That was really good. <laughs> I'm evaluating my own jokes tonight for some reason. I don't know why. I'm sitting here running them through my head and going, okay, that's going to be a hit. Right. And that, that one just kind of fucking fell flat. It's okay. gold, Jerry. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs> you write that one down, Jerry. Right. <laughs> why do they call it Ovaltine? Why don't they call it round teeth? <laughs> <laughs> it's in a round cup. Right? <laughs> no, it's not the Duver response team, Carolina. The Duver response team. The DRT as we know it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a new one for the books. <laughs> the Duver response team? Or the, no, the whole black, the black, black response team. Black emergency response team. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's funny. What a stupid thing. This is this this is a whole new world we're living in. Yeah, it's not one I want to stay in much longer either. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Here comes the you, black emergency response team. How much longer do you want to put up with this? Because I swear every week I'm like, it can't get stupider than this. Yeah. And then next week you'll you'll follow up with something ten times more stupid. It it's it's ridiculous. It it never stops getting stupider. We're, we're living in uncharted territory where stupid is rewarded, apparently. Right. Because every, you know, now what see what would be a, the black emergency response team 10 years ago, that would have been a skit on Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. Now it's a real thing. Yeah. Now it's like a real thing. And, and these fucking dumbbells probably expect that you're going to go in and listen to them and and pay any mind to them because they might fucking tweet a nasty hashtag at your at your name or something. Shut up. Yep. Your well, self-entitled bullshit. Yep. Well, the best thing everybody can do is get off your social media. Get off yep. of there. I like being off it. It's much better. Yep. All right, I say we take a break. All right. I'm going to play some, uh, a rarity, some McQueen Street. Oh, nice. McQueen Street. Yeah. 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 I'm going to send this out to the black emergency response team and anybody who uh, bows to that. Okay. So it's McQueen Street with, hey, stick it. There you go. (laughs) Exclusively here. On your classic metal show. (laughs) 